And this is just another human story. Our whole lives are made up of story. How long we had to wait in line for coffee, our kids learning to ride their bike, a new job, a pet passing away. We all have a story to share. It's how we get to know one another. How often do you stop to listen to someone else's story, someone new's story? In the next little while, you're going to hear from just another human who's living life on the same earth as you. It's working. Is it? Yeah. You gotta work in this time. It's working. So just make sure not to bump the microphone and have that malfunction. Yeah. Drama. That's not the best setup. You're right. So here's where we have some sort of bullshit. Well, this hello. Is bullshit. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't need to say hello as such. We're already mates. I suppose we need to say hello to a viewer. Or a listener, rather. Yeah. So I mean, it would be. I wouldn't consider there being many listeners, but to those who want to just one, to my mum maybe probably not. <laughs> she's, um, she's not listened to one of these ever. Uh, and we'll give. I mean, if this is on the internet, a working name. We've got a working name. Just another human story. Uh, you're you're our guinea pig. Well, one, you just called me a guinea pig. This is a human story, and two, you just assumed my race. <laughs> This is, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, we'd be like, yo, this is just another human story or some such, whatever. You know, all that bullshit that starts the thing. Oh, so we do the introduction? Or, well, you're, you're the I first. I thought this was it. No, you're the first guest victim storyteller. Well, I mean, uh, my presumption was first, like. You're the first interviewee here. This is a test round on my questions. We'll see how we go. Well, it's, I feel like it's going good. You know, as far as explaining yeah. what it is, it's going yeah, but so I'm just gonna guide you down some shit, get you to talk about some shit, yeah, uh, and just get you to tell your story, and I guess find out a little bit about who this random person is and why he does what he does and why he's loving it and why or hating it or hating, or hating it, it and why and why it's okay. Wow, and there's Whoa, the emphasis was really just hard power. Well, well, yeah, yeah, it's okay. There's it's... gonna be tomorrow, and there was yesterday, you know? But, until there's not, but yeah, until when? Yeah, until there's no tomorrow, you're right. I mean, there's going to be a tomorrow for somebody else. There's going to be a tomorrow for most of the planet. Yeah. <laughs> so where do you want to start? All right. So, yeah, so we had a preamble, whatever. We can start in the middle if you want. No, so we're going to start real simple each time. This is just a working script, but we're going to go with... What's your name? I thought we'd been over that. No, we haven't actually. I stayed away from saying your name yet. I'm uh, not going to say your name I'm, until you say your name. Is oh, the idea. I'm Damien, and just leave it at that. Yeah, you can do that. Just Damien. That's the, that's theoretically going to be the title of the podcast. It's just the first name. Also, people get to see my special spelling. Yeah, and then also if. It just doesn't matter who they are. And a, there'll be a blurb saying what you do or whatever, but really everyone is just another human. It's just a sharing their story. Nobody. <laughs> sharing his story. Because all we ever see is stories of people who have done really well being famous and that's what makes them happy. But there are plenty of people who aren't 
telling their story who are plenty happy. It's never her. You know, the best stories, the best stories you'll ever hear, hear her. Best stories you'll ever hear are ones that are told to you in private. They're the ones that you have to know someone after years. But and years that's and the whole years. point is this is intimate. We're just first name basis and that's it. I don't care if you're like when I'm interviewing a person, I'm not caring about how rich they are or famous they are or how poor they are. I mean, if you search I just up my name hear. with my spelling, it's only coming up with me. Like Damien from New Zealand. <laughs> yeah but that's okay because the whole interview is focused around well the whole thing is focused around just you telling your story from your perspective not of what everyone else thinks or you know like some people do youth work because they and that's a thankless job really but they just want to see youth have a better tomorrow and so they do that and there are people out there who want to do that, but just need a little bit of encouragement from someone's story. And my hope is to just get enough stories so that some, someone, someone who's in. just left school, who thinks they need to go do one thing because that's what everyone thinks. There's a story out there they can relate to or parts of a story. And, um, that's similar to validation. eh? like kind of giving people those necessary tools to say like, Hey, yeah, you are just human. You are just kind of, you're doing your thing. And I mean, a lot of expectation, from that is built up one from like school and other, their peers, but from the parents. Parents should live on for their kids. Like, hey, I want you to do this. I want you to do this. I want you to do this. Gets forced into it, and then they end up doing, you know, some big thing, and they're dropping out because they went into it, or vice versa, where they've come from nothing, and they tried so hard to get on top, you know, to do, you know, like my sister, for example. She went into a business and law degree, and she ended up having to tap out like halfway through. I think she's finished now, but she had to tap out halfway through because it was just becoming too much, you know. Every, and it was, you know, maybe it was life's difficulties thrown at a time, but brought on from the initial circumstance. It was, it was just a struggle from the get go, and I think people need to understand they can just do them without having to please appease themselves, even. Yeah, that's the whole thing behind this sort of thing is just someone out there is going to hear we're, all, we're we're driven by story i think i love story when i listen to songs i look for story when i watch movies i look for the story that they're trying to get across and we all have a story to tell like we come home from work and if some person cut us off we have a story to tell and we want to share that story with someone that bastard yeah exactly and i just think we all have an overarching story to our life that is going to help even just one person who's in a similar thing to you and a similar mindset and they just need, they just need to know that it's going to be okay tomorrow. It was like me when I shit my pants, the whole premise, <laughs> the whole premise. And for, for, I suppose backstory for anyone. This thing is, um, second day of my new job, I shit my pants. I go work, you know, the, the saying, never trust a fight, never trust a fight, shit my pants. And, um, it was really embarrassing, but I thought, well, fuck, I'm having a good laugh. I'm like, really, this had to happen to me. I'm an hour and a half from home. I'll get stuck two hours in traffic coming the other day back. And I put it on Facebook. Hey, I bet you're not having a worse day than me. I shit my pants. You know, fucking smile, for one. If you can't smile because you're having a good day or bad day, totally. smile because I shit my pants. I'm smiling. Fuck, I don't give a fuck. Roast me. I suppose it's, it's one thing Dad told me when I was a big kid. I was bullied. And he's always said, just take the power away from them. If you can, if you can always make the first joke, or if you can, you know, upstage the bully, or you can just not look at them and pay attention to them, 
it takes the power away from it. But by giving that power to you, it's taking it from me one year, but it's giving it to you to use however you want to do it. If you want to shame me and have a good good laugh that way, do it. I put myself on blast. If you want to have a laugh with me, do it. But either way, I hope to to shed some some sort of positivity. Yeah, totally. That's good. That's what we love. That's what that's, the people around you love. I, I actually still can't believe I did that. Thinking about it, I was like in a mood. Just shit my pants. You know, fuck those Monday Facebook posts. Fuck Mondays. All right, well, we touched on uh, some job there. So, uh, Damien, what do you do for work? I currently, um, it's a hard one to, you know, I've been moved around. I'm a team assistant. Um, but no, I'm a horticulturalist response worker. So any yeah. kind of complaints, anything, you know, visibility issues, broken trees, bucket gardens are growing. It's really neglect shit. Things have been neglected and you know, you need to put the hard yards and we kind of get called, which is fun. keeps you busy. Um, I just love getting on the chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> this bush bashing with the chipper and the weed eater and just chucking the chipper. It's just like, it's just boys. To, it just feels like boys to it. Right, and then, so you like to go cut some trees up and tidy up the landscape uh, for work. What do you do? What do you like to do for fun? For fun? Um, shit. Fun, fun's, fun's different, different kind of, different, different for me. Eh? You know, like, this is more of an obsession now. Like, I've, I feel like you've gave it until I've got a cactus obsession. Yeah, this garden. i got a homemade pallet greenhouse without the clear light yet that's got a homemade wooden bamboo shelf wooden bamboo shelf and um i've got heaps of cacti and succulents and i've been doing heaps of trades with people i've recently sent a cactus it's about a meter you must but, have some interesting stories in the cactus trade game oh yes yeah no like uh there was this one that what off trade me waddled on into his place and he offered me um Mescaline, like the cactus juice. So I was buying a San Pedro, and I buy San Pedro or Trichocerus patchinoi, which is the botanical name. You use it as a good grafting stock. You can yeah. put different things on there. Um, Google it. <laughs> but he, he was offering me mescaline, which is the alkaloid inside the San Pedro, which makes you hallucinate. Not only hallucinogenic, but it's a, it's a dissociative. But um, I think it's a bit of a delirium too. So it, it works different than just your typical kind of party drugs. So you've shown up to this guy's house to yeah. buy a cactus and, and he's offering you a spoon of a highly hallucinogenic yeah. cactus drug. And I, and I look him in the eyes, <laughs> right? And I just see he's a bit, he's a bit vague. And um, I'm like, oh, fuck, I want to get out of here. But I swear if I opened my mouth, he would have spoon-fed it to me. But... um. Yeah, no, so I leave the place and he's kind of watching me outside his window. He's, he, he must have been, he, he would have been on it himself. He would have been absolutely tripping balls and a light bark. <laughs> I just kind of, I just wanted my cactus. Just real innocent. <laughs> Another encounter, a good one. I, um, I knocked on the wrong door. I knocked on the door in front and I was looking to buy, you know, one foot by, you know, however thick thing for $8 or $10, whatever it was. And the guy's like, oh, no, but I've got heaps of that growing in my garden. It grows like a weed. So I go over to the chick's place, I buy the cactus, come back, and he's pulled out like three meters of this thick-ass cactus. And I'm just absolutely astonished. I'm like, well, I spent $8, and I've driven all the way out here, right? And what I feel like, and this is 
it's part of like my spirituality is like if i manifest something and it's so positive and so good for me good things will come for it like i put the effort in to go buy this eight dollar thing because i knew it was going to shoot pups off and i could graph those immediately and make some really cool projects but putting it out there i've got i've got heaps of meters from it heaps of meters of this cactus you ended up with too much cactus too much but i've been trading some of that for extra bits and pieces you know some of the same ones from the guy who tried to give me the tripping uh, <laughs> you the, went back no no so the guy who gave me the tripping juice or tried sorry he tried to offer me yeah yeah i used those cactuses as well as the ones that were given to me yeah to trade for about uh, a dozen different ones yes your collections varied yes yeah. and it was all over the table and i just i put newspaper down but there was just plants galore on the table and i put oh it was gorgeous cuts of cactus everywhere on the floor i'm surprised no <laughs> one's got spines anywhere but um i'm just loving it just being out just being out and enjoying something for a change not even that it's plants or any significance of the plants but the fact that i've become so like naturally drawn to it makes yeah. it so appealing and I just thrive. I'm thriving off it. And uh, kind of brings me to what, what's important to you right now? Myself. It's, it's a big part. Like, myself is the most important thing. It's taking that care to to give myself everything I need. And that's not just being selfish and, you know, I want money, wellness, and that. But it's, it's giving yourself those pillars of support, you know, this friendship, that family, um, you know, a relationship, financial stability but also being able to occupy yourself in your own time and your hobbies and trying to find that balance has been a bit difficult. I will say, but I think I'm getting there. Yeah. I'm, I'm able to treat myself to something that I want to indulge in, you know, like, like the cactus. I just, I can stand out there just looking at it. People are like, Oh, and you do. I can get called out. I get called <laughs> out of it. You know, otherwise I'd probably just sit there all day. Hey but man, if you like looking at cactuses, that is, totally cool it's they've got symmetry they have an astounding amount of symmetry and geometrical like if they're grown right so it's position. aesthetically pleasing it so aesthetically pleasing like i just want towels of the stuff especially when they flower can you now let's take it back let's find out more about you let's see where you came from like we, we know who you we know who you currently are let's you know the whole idea is like let's figure out who they are and then we're going to go back and I dig think, deeper It'd be all right let's blah, blah blah let's take it back let's take it back to when you were growing up uh let's figure out where you live what home life was like what, what school life was like like let's just what did you dream of i wanted to be i wanted to be it's funny like originally it was kind of like you know, the typical firefighter policeman yeah and then from what i remember anyway and then it kind of segued into being like a pyromaniac kind of um pyrotechnician which is ironic because i wanted to be a firefighter in the first hand you're kind of like swapping the job well you wanted to light the fires and then be able to put them out well with some chiseled abs i get it yeah um through school it was more of a it was a hard decision you know there was all those conflicts going on but i was like well fuck, i don't want to pick the wrong classes and i want to make sure i'm you know setting myself up if i want to go to uni and pick my things but in that whole mindset, I was still wanting to be more of a writer. I was doing a lot of uh, you know, writing, uh, poetry writing, a couple of theoretical writing. Didn't do enough reading though. I didn't. I didn't progress myself enough to to know take it to uni. But I knew I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. 
and you know, Which as, a lot of people. Yeah, like you can hope and dream as much as a kid, but I, at this point, I still hadn't figured out what I wanted to do. I didn't want to throw myself at uni in debt. I didn't need to. I knew, fuck, when I was twenty or twenty-one, they allowed you to go back to uni. You do your foundation course, yeah, but if you're going back, you can go back and do something that you want to do. And so I found myself doing exactly what I said I was going to do. Find what I wanted to do. After yeah. a few jobs, I landed in my my horticulture, and since then I have wanted to and asked for, and I've got my level three papers on its way, which is really easy peasy. Um, and then level and just four, focusing in on on horticulture stuff, right? Studying yeah. what you're sort of passionate about. Yep, and that that'll segue really nicely into you know bigger, greater things. And once I leave this workplace, I could go work with someone like Doc, and it, it's. It's a, it's given me, you know, given myself that space has given me enough time to think about what I actually want to do and pursue it in my own time, which has been nice. It's not at all what I thought I was going to be. I still want to be a comedian. I still <laughs> want to be a writer. So I, I try and write as much as I can, you know, as much as my brain lets what me. Kind of, what kind of writing? What's your... Anything that of... comes to mind. Uh, most typically that's um, like poetry, lyrics... Uh, songs, topics, kind of things. I have written a couple of like um, comedy jokes, scriptsy cut things, or uh, philosophy, or just just general kind of getting my thoughts just, out there. It's sort yeah. of a diary. It's just it's really nice. It's really freeing. I feel like I'm due for another mental breakdown. So hopefully there's some more writing on the way. <laughs> Good old Christmas. Oh yeah, Christmas. Yeah, hard time. Christmas. Hard is... time for some. Great time for others. <sighs> yeah. Just. Like Christmas for me growing up was, it was a bit hit and miss, you know, like it was always trying to find a, a better place to go, but it didn't always feel like a place to go. It was more like a last resort. Yeah. Yeah. Food. Oh, I love the food. Oh, I love the food. I love the food. That's any. Couldn't get more trifle if I tried. It's that custard, it's that jam, it's that cream, and then it's that sponginess at the bottom. Oh, I'm making myself hungry just thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so small, small town boy. Small town boy, yeah. So born in the North Shore, stayed here for two years, and uh, my parents buggered off down to down to Fong Mata, which is this little I wouldn't say asshole of the Coromandel because it's actually a really beautiful place, lovely place. Um, but it's a ghost town in the winter. It's you know, I went to a school of 100 until I was, yeah, seven or eight. And then my next school was a school of 400. And that was from year zero to uh, 13. That's a big range. Not a lot of kids. No, like the, the people I meet up here in Auckland. That's, that's take your cousin to the ball kind of. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like you don't get a girlfriend, you get a turn situation. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. You know, you, you fight at one side of the street and you by the time everybody tells everybody else, you've shit your pants, you know, which I have done. You know, I'm not a But you didn't even do it in Whangamata. That was that was Auckland level. No, that was Auckland level. Must be sunk in the water. The fluoride brother trying to control us. <laughs> no, I'm not, not not a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> and what was what was it like growing up in Whangamata for you? Oh, I was awful. It really was. I was I was the fat kid. I didn't <sighs> So, like, I suppose looking back on it was awful, but I did a lot of gaming. Like, the gaming was escapism, but in saying that, I really liked the gaming. Like, I played so much Minecraft and so much Skyrim and so much of all these games. 
I was mastered, absolute master. But um, it was quite quiet. And then getting to getting to what fifteen, I was growing out of my shell. I was I was getting quite tall, shedding all my well, not shedding my weight, but I was looking like I was thinner. And that's when I was starting to flourish a bit. Started skateboarding, started getting into more popular crowds. I kind of abolished this idea of. Uh, you know, when you're at school, everyone's the, the cool kids and you can't talk to them and there's this big hierarchy. But leaving school, I ended up hanging out with all these same dudes. And you, you know what conclusion that led me to? I wanted to leave Fong Vintar. And sometimes you just gotta, you just got to take that chance, which you did. Yeah. How's that? That's going good. It was good. Like, I found, I found like, nothing against anybody, but I've, it's more of a finding more of a sense of myself, like, more people who... Shit, people I feel comfortable enough talking a podcast with, talking open and honestly, that could be potentially put on the internet. It's, it's that level of comfortability that I feel like I lacked. And it's that sense of, should I still am in a small town and I, I can't surround myself with the people that are staying here because it's very limited. It's so, it's so small town minded. And there's nothing, there's, in the big sense of things, there's nothing wrong with being in a small town, you know, but... For me and my time and you know, what was going on, it was just it was just the right move. And it's it would be fair to say you just needed to find some some other people for a bit. You needed to meet some other mindset. I needed opportunity and failure. The, yeah. the, the crux of it was like being yeah no, being able to to either meet the right people or meet the wrong people. Take and the shot. Take the shot. Take it in the stomach, in the mouth, whatever, and just eat it. Get up and do it again, and get up and do it again, and get up and do it again. And there's, fuck, there's been so many times I've been defeated. So many times I've been defeated. But you just, you got to do it. You get back when, up. You, when you're not living with your parents, you know, God forbid. <laughs> but you, you're living on your own, and you're, <laughs> you've got to make ends meet. And you're struggling to do that. You're like, fuck, you've got to pick up the pace, pick up the pace. You know, like, this is why you're here. Yeah, and it's it's a great motivation. And it's just it's just part of life, right? Doing doing some stuff, and you're like, man, I I need to do this. Sometimes you don't want to, but you need to go get that rent money, man. Yeah. So that so that you can have your cactuses out the back and play with them. Well, like it was just just today, even you know, I've got two cars. I wanted unregistered. I could <laughs> if I had fixed them up, and if I if I did the whole process and fixed them up, and if I can, you know, whatever. Yeah. I could get some more money off it. But one, one car was a gift. Two, I paid 1500 for the other car and I got 1500 for both of them, you know, just scrapping them. Emergency car for Christmas, emergency money even. Fuck, I might, I might just save some of that and use some of that for just a holiday. Regardless, <laughs> it, was, it was one of those things that I had to do to do what I think I had to do. Yeah, and hey, once again, that's another shot. Yeah, if it, if it goes bad, it's not going to go that bad. Really, it's a calculated risk. You're going to be all right. Well, I get picked up and dropped off to work. Like it's not like, <laughs> like it's not like I really put myself in a predicament. Yeah, but it's one of those things that had to be done. I didn't, you know, you didn't have the resources all the time, especially at this time of the year, to go and fix two cars or even oh. fix one car at that minute. Yeah, you know, I could. But that means, you know, Christmas holidays or an old or, or whatever. You know, it's just one of those expenses that you didn't think of beforehand. But when you eat it up, you strengthen from it. You learn from the next time. You kind of, and if you don't, 
you've just been an idiot. That's simple as that. How's how's life now? Would you say I'm an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not not on time. <coughs> but uh, like, I mean, oh, well, obviously you you're not the fireman or the policeman that you dreamed of being. But, but I'm like, happy. But yeah. But I'm very happy. I'm just. I don't know, like I've given myself enough space and enough time and enough thought to just sink my teeth into whatever I did, knowing that it was going to bring me closer to something else. Like my first boss, actually, he was an asshole. He was, like, he was an alcoholic, he was 60. He was a bit racist, but he was of that culture himself, so it was kind of hitless. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but he taught me a lot. He taught me my work ethic. I was still shit at the job that I was doing. Like I, got, I got good. I got to a really good point, but... I was still not as good as I could have been. And coming into other jobs... And, I mean, you had your... You broke your... Yeah, advice shone through. And he said, you know, this it might be five, ten years later. What I'm telling you is going to actually ring. And you're actually going to be like, wow, okay, you know, I, I heard that click. And it has. He's not wrong. And it's it's only further improved my work ethic. And I've come into this job with a really strong mindset, a really good work ethic, uh, a really good team and a good team member to start me off. Like, I got really lucky. Well, my work was just five, ten minutes around the corner. You know, talk about small town vibes. I work five, ten minutes around the corner everywhere. I, I literally work about half an hour from home. Yeah. Which is really comforting. I have opportunity to do more and go wherever I want. But as far as work goes, I don't have to go too far. I'm still not yeah. nice and close. And that gives you some time, extra it, time and stuff. It's about my perception of it too. You know, like people can struggle with, oh, no, I'm stuck. Uh, you know, real close by, or I'm doing this, or I'm doing that, or he's not working as much as he should be. And it's like, well, does it affect you? No, just, just carry on, do your thing. You're earning your money for yourself, unless it starts reflecting bad on your image, and then that it, you know, reflects on your wage and, and this and that. You just got to do your thing. And I've been happily doing my thing for a while, and even in my struggles, I've been smiling through it, and laughing my way through it, and getting the help that I need to without questioning it. I'm just, I think honesty is the best policy and it's more specifically negative energy destroys the vessel it's contained in. So if you've got something on your mind, if you've got, you know, you're in a shit job or you're this or you're that, or you can't see things clearly, you just talk to someone who can help see things a bit clearly like yourself. You, you have helped see a lot of my ideas through and the result was they're just stupid and i thought no, not not just stupid but yeah. you, you you've helped me realize the flaws of them i'll say and it's allowed me to improve yeah, yeah. It's, it's that in general encouragement and alert, like that opportunity you're giving yourself opportunity by freeing your mind of space and i mean you were saying before that boss you, i mean they obviously didn't end well and i mean but you took the chance and it flopped a little bit but you learned something from it, and now you're... A lot of times I was afraid. Yeah. You kept going. Yeah, I kept going, but it, was, it wasn't it was like... And it's one thing you always see people. You always see people's improvements. And you see the improvement so much, but you'll never see the... Oh, here's the mic. <laughs> you'll never see their failures so much. You know, you'll never actually see the, the, the awful things that have had to happen to them and they've had to go through and had to endure. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I was shit scared. Like, I had a moment on the couch before. I was like, fuck, did I do the right things out of my cards? But it was like, well, yeah, I needed to do that. It was it was allowing myself to think of these negative emotions and observe them 
and allow them to pass. It was so going going through going through. <laughs> uh, you know, you failed going through, and you were scared. Sometimes you didn't know when you're going to get food the next day, or how you're going to pay rent that week, or whatever. But looking back, do you reckon you like I'd you know everything? Again. Yeah, it turned out okay, and you look like it's, it's. You're not as afraid to fail now because you know you're going to learn something and. It's a it's a mindset. Yes, yes, I agree. Um, but it, it stems from a mindset I learned from when I was younger. You know, like I grew up thinking oh, I had such a hard life. Oh my god, I'm a fucking sorry me and victim this, victim that. But looking forward, it taught me so much. It taught me to be strong. It taught me to be a valuable human being rather than the opposite way. You're you, you're you're chasing life a little bit more rather than letting it beat yeah. you down. You're. You're here and stuff sort of is just what it's going to be and to an extent, right? But you're going to change what you can for you and the people that you are with. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to make a positive impact, you know, like, yeah, I have my down days, but still it doesn't stop me from being a good person. I really like the support I'm getting up here. Like, it's a, it's a completely different world and I can't stress However, I am that I gave myself the opportunity. Otherwise, I would never would have met these fantastic people who would have. Like, I moved into this friend group, and then what? A year later, I ended up moving into their flat. Like, and now it's these are these people are called my family. These are the closest people I've ever known, and it's a huge group. There's about 20, 20 of us, almost twenty something of us, and that's insane. This group is bigger than my year thirteen class. <laughs> Sorry, small town vibes. This is this this group is bigger than my year twelve class, I think, which is insane. People have class or year groups bigger than my entire school, and now my I'm, I'm like my my friend groups bigger than my classroom when I was <laughs> in school. Like this is it's it's nuts. I can't fathom it. And just to sign off, if you could say one thing to change one person's life, just one person. What would you say to that person? The monkey said to the fish, let me help you kindly as you put them in the tree. You know, you'll never meet everybody's expectations. You know, you'll never always need the help that someone is trying to give you. But be compassionate, you know. They're just trying to do their thing and you're just trying to do yours. But don't ever try and fit yourself into someone's box.